0: Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shore. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Countryside Programme with Kiri Kermode and Simon Clark. And nice that, uh, that one of the big pinnacles, I suppose, of the year involving food and drink uh, producers locally on the island is the Isle of Man Food and Drink Festival. And uh, that's coming up shortly. And. In- you got a bit of a, a, a preview of it with Audrey Fowler?
1: That's right a, a very passionate Audrey Fowler and she's got many people taking part this year I don't think they can fit another stand in, in the Villa Marina Gardens and there's going to be so much for everyone to get involved in to buy, to see and it's a full family day out, mm. or two days out should I say.
0: Yeah and, and have they had you know, many new people coming on board?
1: There's nine new artisan people this year, it's just phenomenal year on year they're just coming to the surface with their wares and, and they're they're young, enthusiastic people wanting to produce local produce. Mm.
0: Have you ever seen a basking shark?
1: Not in real life.
0: No? Never ridden one? Never. No. <laughs> well, I uh, speak to Jackie Hall from the Manx Basking Shark Watch uh, to find out how sightings have been around the uh, Manx coastal waters, uh, particularly this year, and see how it compares with other years because they really are uh, an attraction to people come all over the world um, to, to see basking sharks and you know, because they, they can come so close to the to coast to the Isle of the island, they seem
1: so very friendly around our waters. There's so much to see, there's so many seals as well, and dolphins. But the Baskin sharks, you can get real close, can't you?
0: Mm, yeah, if you dare, if you dare, <laughs> tell us more <laughs> on that. And also, I went along to St. John's, the Methodist Hall, there. Uh, the St. John's produce show was on. I spoke to uh, Audrey Corrin, um, one of the uh, major prize winners on the day, also Margaret Kenick uh, who his family had put up a lovely uh, trophy, uh, uh, you know, in memory of John, and also uh, the chairman Sue Staley as well. So we'll hear all about that in this week's Countryside. So here it is. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, one of the big tourist attractions and for locals as well around the Manx waters is the sightings of basking sharks over many, many years they've been around our waters and I went to speak to the coordinator for the Manx Baskin Shark Watch, Jackie Hall to find out how sightings had been so far this year
2: Well they're still here, of course we're in the beginning of September now and for many years I always said we had the last sighting on September the 1st but there wasn't one yesterday. But They normally come mid-May, and they're here in numbers in June, July, August. But the last few years, as you can see by the graph in front of us here, the numbers have been right down. And I think I've had 93 basking shark reports from the public and things that we've seen ourselves this year. But of course, that can be a lot of the same sharks that we see again and again.
0: You've got ways of tracking them now, though, haven't you? Things have moved on since the olden days where you just think, oh, yeah, he had a bit of a fin with a mark on it or something.
2: Well, we still use the fin markings to right. identify individuals, especially during an encounter with a shark where we're taking a full identification passport from that shark. We still use the fin photos, but we've been using satellite tags to track and I think we've put on 35 satellite tags over the last, oh I think 2007 was when we put the first one on and we found some very interesting things by putting these satellite tags on them.
0: The satellite tagging I think when I spoke to you a few years ago is quite a, uh, an interesting job between you and Graham isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well Graham is an engineer and has a very fine sense of balance and he's very accurate with his putting on of tags I just drive the boat and program the tags but he does a superb job you know he's he's designed the equipment to put the tags on with a very long pole as gently but firmly as possible so that one of these tags costs three and a half thousand pounds by the way by the time we've paid for the tag the satellite time and the boat time so when we put one of these tags on, we want to be very sure that it stays on and we get some good information from it. And Graham is probably world expert in doing that and other scientific groups have um, asked him to make their equipment
0: and things. But you haven't got a 20-metre pole I really. think You have to get fairly close to these <laughs> uh, large sharks, don't you?
2: Well, we do have to get very close to them. So we've actually got a, um, a scientific licence from DEFA so that we can creep up on them and be very, very careful. We have a very highly trained team of volunteers who know exactly what to do during each shark encounter, and we have to get very close indeed. So Graham uses an extendable window pole. The tag goes on the end of it. It's powered by a rubber slingshot. Basically, Graham points the tag about a foot away from where he wants it to go just at the base of the dorsal fin lets go of the rubber band it goes like a like a cattle earring tag Mm -hmm. just under the skin and believe me these animals they just don't mind Mm -hmm. of course we're quite nervous and we're very careful every time we we approach an animal of that size because they're much bigger than the boat some of these our boat's six meters and it's We've seen several sharks that have been 9 metres long. Really? Yes. Mm. So, yes, caution is everything for the safety of the shark and the safety of the boat and the crew.
0: Why are they around the coasts of the Isle of Man? Are they they all over the world?
2: They are a global species, and they're global travellers, as our tagging has shown. You know, we've had sharks that have gone up to the Faroe Islands. One shark went repeatedly to Morocco, in the winter, sensible shark. We had one shark that went across to Canada. So, you know, they are global travelers, but they also overwinter in the Irish Sea, which is quite a recent finding, because we were starting to think that they were all going long distances for winter. But no, you know, some of them are in the Celtic deep, just off the British Channel, and we quite often get satellite reports from there. But, you know, the reason they're here in Manx waters in the summer. It's all about food and probably sex as well. Because the underwater geology topography on the south and the west coast of the Isle of Man, in the summer several currents meet up and just throw the plankton up to the surface because the nutrient-filled water's coming in and the plankton like that. So places like Fleshick the sound etc, sometimes you feel like you could just scoop the thick plankton up with your hands, there's so much of it and that's what they're here for.
0: Why have the numbers declined then? I mean we're trying our best with the marine nature reserves around the island, things like that, does that help the plankton as well?
2: You mean having a marine nature reserve? Mm. No, no. The numbers have gone down significantly in the last few years which is frustrating for us when we're trying to study them, and very frustrating for people who want to see these magnificent wild animals. But I'm reading a wonderful book at the moment about the history of basking shark fishing and things. People were reporting back in the 1700s that the numbers were very high some years, and then nobody saw any for several years, and then there were hundreds, you know. So it's a very variable thing. The plankton's variable, The basking sharks are variable because they're following the plankton. You know, scientists studying wild animals like the basking sharks, we cannot be everywhere, but the public can. The informed, educated, cautious public can see them. And that's why on our website, you can report your basking shark sightings on manxbaskingsharkwatch.org that data is invaluable because I can't be in the Point of Air and off Langness, Neable and whatever in one day but people do and they report them into us so we know where they've been that day and I'm hoping that that scheme will carry on long long into the future and give us an invaluable data set.
0: But there's not much the public can do to sort of keep them in the isle man i suppose they can watch them if you're a boat owner and things can't you
2: you cannot control these animals that's the whole point is they're wild they're free and they can never be anything else and it is a total privilege for anybody to see them or in our case be able to study them
0: so you never know there could be thousands of sharks around the manx waters next year
2: well maybe maybe hundreds that would be nice wouldn't it you know it's a few years ago, it was not unusual to see shoals of a hundred up off Jerby. So maybe again, just have to keep hoping. And um, Wildlife spectacles, they're rare and they're wonderful and that's why
3: they're wonderful.
0: Jackie Hall from the Manx Baskin Shark Watch and if you want more details and see some of them pictures you can go to the website manxbaskinsharkwatch.org or follow their Facebook page and some great pictures on there and such exciting creatures and like I was saying there when we used to go off fishing off the boats when I was a youngster off Jerby Head and places like that and um, to would be a scary sight when you're uh, <laughs> a young teenager seeing a, a massive shark going through the water because obviously you don't know much about them, that they're not going to knock the boat and then eat you like the big <laughs> sharks, like Jaws and things. So I suppose Jaws wasn't out in them days. But yeah, fascinating creatures, and it's great that uh, they're doing such work with them, you know, the, the way they're leaning over the boat to get the tags on them. And, yeah, it's uh, fascinating where they go around the world and they can monitor how deep they go in the water and things but the message there of course with the boats too with the propellers uh, can injure them as well when they're so close to the surface Uh,
1: they are fascinating no I've never seen one myself but some friends and they could take their cameras out and on Facebook there's so many lovely pictures of them but it's getting really popular jumping your kayak and have a look around the coast there's so much to see the seals the birds the sharks it's Absolutely in abundance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: but of course, uh, Jackie mentioned there that uh, them kayakers are very experienced as well because obviously uh, they can come under and think that they say it's another male or something. Ah, and I see. Come and knock the boat over and things like that. So you've got to be very careful. And she was emphasising there that, you know, if you're not very good at that,
1: <laughs> Stay clear.
0: Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, it's been the season for vegetables and flowers, of course, and a lot of the harvest is done already. But still, there is produce to be seen at the shows around the island, the horticultural shows and the produce shows. One such one last weekend was the St John's Produce Show. Well, first of all, I spoke to Sue Staley, who's the chairman of St John's Produce Show, and. I congratulated her and her team about the wonderful display that they'd put on.
3: Thanks very much Simon, a lot of work goes into it and it's nice when the hall ends up on the day full of exhibits.
0: So I've been to a few of these shows over the past few months and you've got really an excellent display of vegetables and flowers in your one.
3: Yes, yes, Um, we do a lot of promotion through um, schedules and we have a Facebook page. And uh, we've got a good hard working committee.
0: What about the standard of the, the vegetables in particular this year?
3: Well, it's nice to see a lot of vegetables. Um, sometimes we uh, don't have such a good array of them, but this year, as you can see, there's lots of colourful uh, displays and uh, the quality is very high.
0: This side of us here is uh, some beautiful flowers, and you just need to stand here and it just makes you smile, doesn't it? The, the look of it and the smell.
3: It does, it does, yes. It's nice when you walk in and you see all the colours, the different colours. The flowers and uh, the cakes as well, the confectionery.
0: And what sort of feedback do you get from people who are who are showing the the flowers and the vegetables about how how difficult it's been? Because I suppose that makes a big difference when you can produce great flowers or great vegetables under difficult conditions.
3: Well, yes. Um, a lot of people have said they haven't been able to put exhibits in because they've had a lot of we've had a lot of rain. But to be honest, I don't know where we would have put any more exhibits because the tables are full. So you know it's been excellent yeah,
0: and a great array of confectionery there and lots of male winners there uh, on the tickets
3: that's right yes we um, we have a well this year has been exceptional for the confectionery and the best exhibit out of all of the confectionery was won by Gordon Clegg and um, for an exhibit of Bonag and it was interesting to see that out of all the Bonag entries first second and third were all men Really? Um, yes, yeah.
0: No arguments about the bonnigs, whether they should have currants or anything? Into them?
3: Well, no, we do have a section for plain bonnig and for fruit bonnig, so uh, so yeah, that's, that can be all settled. So.
0: The other room uh, has got your photography classes, so people want to have a look at them in the Peace and Quiet, because sometimes you just need to stand back and admire them, don't you?
3: Yes, you do, and we've got a great selection of photographs, uh, as well as children's um, crafts as well, uh, handmade cards and collages. And, we have children's confectionery as well, so because let's face it, the future of the children. So let's encourage them to enter the competitions. Yeah,
0: how keen are they to, to put stuff in? Oh, they're very keen, they're yeah. very
3: keen, and it's lovely to see them coming in the door and, and running over to their exhibit to see whether they've won, and because there's prize money involved as well. Oh, so, right. so You're more sweets. Yes, yes. So, uh, so no, it's good, all good.
0: What about the? supreme champions i don't know what they call them in these shows
3: yes the best exhibit in the show is chosen by a um, representative from each of our charities uh, this year all funds raised are to be divided between man and sepsis which is a new charity raising awareness of sepsis on the isle of man and also victim support isle of man which do a great job so they had the job of choosing the best exhibit out of all of the show and what we did was we brought the best exhibits of each section forward and they chose a jar of crab apple jelly. Really? Yes. Is yes, that quite so unusual? It is, yes. We do find that normally it's vegetables or flowers that are um, that is chosen but it was nice to see that it was a jar of crab apple jelly and it was won by Audrey Corrin and she's a great supporter of the show. Well, Margaret
0: Kenny, it's lovely to see you again and it must be Great, I've just had a look at that trophy that's going to be awarded in in memory of John, provided by your family.
4: Yes, well John always supported the show. He remembered it starting in the very first instance, so he always supported the show. And it does seem a bit strange that it's for a lemon meringue pie, (laughs) but he always had a joke with an elderly man in the village about the lemon meringue pie, so we thought it was suitable to do that.
0: Yeah, well, it's just it's great that it's been kept going, and yeah. John, of course, auctioneer for yes, many years as well. Yes,
4: up until two years ago, yes.
0: But how has it compared? Would you've been proud of the shows? It, it today? looks very good. Yeah, it does.
4: There's a lot more, a lot of entries in, considering the shows from this year anyway, mm-hmm. because our short peel was down, and I know Ramsey was down as well. So, but this, with this supporting um, charities get a lot of entries and a good option tonight.
0: Yeah, because I, I get around to quite a few of them, but the amount of flowers and vegetables yeah. on display on yours oh, right, is quite impressive, is it? looks, it looks very it?
4: good, yes, it
0: does. What about the feedback from the people who have been showing? Has it been difficult for them this year?
4: I think it has been a difficult growing year, it's particularly for the veg growers. All the farmers say it's hard to grow the veg this year, so they've done well, good turn-ups and things in here today.
0: What about the, the cakes and things like that? It's yeah. good to see some youngsters have been in cooking as well. Have yeah, you had, so we a, had have, a nibble round at them?
4: <laughs> we have a cup here that was awarded from St John's Sunday School in memory of Gillian Lace. So the children all bake for that. And it's good to see that's supported as well.
0: Yeah. Well, let's speak to the lady who's come away with the best in show here at st john's for the the crab apple jelly audrey current congratulations
5: thank you very much i'm thrilled to bits not only just to win the uh, apple jelly class but for it to be judged the best in show exhibit, I'm thrilled. I've never won that before and absolutely delighted.
0: I suppose it's a, it's an odd one. It's usually flowers or, or vegetables or something that wins. But when you hold that up to the light, it's actually clear. as It is. You,
5: it is lovely. Like a stained glass window? It is, yes. It's, it, that's what I say to people. Mm. It's like a ruby stained glass window. Um, the crab apples are only just over the road here uh, at a house uh, next to the Methodist Chapel. And I picked them um, just in autumn of last year and stewed them and strained them and kept the juice in my freezer until a month ago and took it out and made four beautiful jars of apple jelly so I'm thrilled to bits
0: hearing that it's a bit odd because you think of people just knocking a bit of jam but your process seems to have taken since last year yes
5: um, because there were so many crab apples I decided I would just keep some from this year in case there weren't any uh, for this year and um, I'm yes I'm just so delighted.
0: Is it a lot harder then to make jelly than, than the jam?
5: It is indeed because with ordinary jam I use jam sugar which has apple pepper. Peck- in it but for the jelly I have to use granulated sugar because the the apple in the pectin in the jam sugar doesn't make it clear it makes it a little bit cloudy so um, it takes longer to make longer to boil and bring to the temperature I bring it to uh, 103 degrees and um, keep skimming off the the foam that comes to the top and eventually um, it'll be clear So you need
0: thermometers and all sorts of devices.
5: Yes, you do indeed. It's harder than fudge making. It is, yes. It's like fudge making. You have to look at the thermometer and um, you just take it to the 103 and when it's there, take a test on a cold plate and it turns out beautifully sets beautifully
0: audrey corin best in show with a crab apple jelly there and also margaret kenick uh, talking about uh, that wonderful uh, trophy that they donated in memory of john and uh, first of all sue staley who's the chairman of st john's produce show uh, it was a lovely trophy that and great uh, to have a chat with margaret you know about uh, john being such a prominent uh, supporter of that event uh, in the years combined auction and of course Lee Kane has taken over now
1: oh no John was a very good supporter of them but he always had that charisma as well and we thoroughly enjoyed going and catching up with everybody at those shows and what a lovely trophy
0: yeah and uh, Audrey Corrin there and uh, she's uh, spoken on the program many times in the past about her blueberry picking and things like that all sorts of things that are going in jams and preservatives that uh, she makes and it's uh, great to hear that. And of course, Sue Staley, the chairman, things going going well on that project show. Sure. Well, it just really did look uh, the part. They're all set out really well.
1: It's nice to see the children's classes too, you know, the children taking part and making the ideas they find on YouTube now to, to reinvent them classes and bring some laughter to it as well. It's yeah, good to and see it. it. it
0: was, uh, a lot of the prizes, as uh, Sue was saying, were, were won by men. The oh wow! Side of it. So, yeah, getting the old cookbooks, so they must be doing something right.
1: Ah, yes.
0: Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. And... All this food and drink we've been talking about um, this made me quite hungry and we've got a big event to look forward to.
1: Yes, one of the last major events of the year is the Isle of Man Food and Drink Festival and I caught up with DEFA's Audrey Fowler to find out more.
6: It's great, it's great and the build-up to it is always the same and uh, we're we're packed this year. This event provides an opportunity for a wide spectrum of local food producers to promote their businesses, trial new products and interact with consumers. Last year, we had over 10,000 visitors to the festival, which was an increase of 3,000 on the year before. But how do you keep them encouraged? Where are they all coming from? Well, there's a lot of new ones coming along each year. That's what's making the difference. You have nine new ones this year alone. It's absolutely wonderful, Audrey. And the nine new ones to look out for is um, Aylin Dairy, Adele's Ice Cream, a Karen Mobile Butchers. That'll Ooh. be an interesting one to look at. Something very new. Yeah, we've got Paula's Kitchen, Manx Country Kitchens, The Eatery, The Secret Pizza Company, The Abbey Restaurant and The Forge, Lewis Lewis cocktails.
1: There's a lot of work's gone into it though, Audrey, to get this set up prepared. You've got a wonderful site there at the Villa Marina.
6: Yes, we do love it. I have to say, the DEFA staff and the Villa Marina staff work very well together, mm-hmm. and over the years, um, we're just coming together now, and everything is familiar to us and it works really well You covered the the two
1: days both the Saturday and the Sunday I imagine there will be some special highlights on on both
6: days Oh yes I'll just run through just a few of them with you We've got Ladies and Pigs are our VIPs founded by a small group of pig farmers' wives 26 years ago Ladies and pigs now take part in high profile events all over the British Isles. They'll be using our local Balakeli meat oh, wow. for their demonstrations. So that'll be really good to look out for then. Yep. Yeah. We're presently surprised at the amount of outside caterers now wishing to attend this event. And we haven't been able to include everybody this year, but we've got certainly got enough there to, to cover this, this event. And they're all using Manx produce in their offering. This year we're asking all caterers to identify which Manx products they are using in their recipes and this will be displayed at their stand. Because I believe that the provenance label has been a brilliant success. Yes. It just clarifies things, makes it a lot easier for the general public to pick up that Manx product. Well, you have people coming from far and wide to this event now, too, though, Audrey. Yeah, and um, it's been a very interesting one. The event is now gaining interest off Ireland. It's turning into a very uh, foodie destination, do you think? It is, I think so. Compared to other islands around, I think we certainly stand out. But it's becoming a huge success. It's in its ninth year
1: now. It's grown over the years, but you do regular surveys to check that people are getting what you're trying to provide.
6: Yeah, these surveys really do uh, give us a bit of a um, feedback, what people like and what they don't like. Um, It gives us a record year on year. It is interesting that the visitor surveys revealed that there was a spend of over £100,000 over the two days at the festival last year. But in addition to this, the exhibitors made new business contacts by attending the event, updated their stands and literature, which resulted in more onward sales. So this event really does benefit the local economy.
1: You do get some good support and sponsorship from various local companies to help run the two
6: days. Yeah, I mean, sponsorship is really important to us. Our main sponsor is Poker Stars and our silver sponsors are Magnet, who provide the kitchens and cookers in the cooking theatre, Robinson's, Isle of Mantees, Tai Tai Restaurant, and the Abbey and Forge, and of course Max Radio all contribute very big part in helping to make this event break even is
1: there much more room for new foodie businesses
6: well we've got a few <laughs> um, this year we've got new areas and we're going to have the restaurant marquee on top of the colonnade uh, oh, wow, to enjoy food from the alpine and drinks from lewis lewis that will really look very visual yeah. when people drive along the promenade so it'll be good advertising as well for the festival The highlights of the Saturday in the Manx Cookery Theatre will be Connor Cummins with his Coffee Man Latte Art. Head chef Drew from Tai Tai Restaurant will be showing off his skills as well as the Abbey and Forge, Footteen North and Hooded Ram with their food and beer pairing. At 6pm on the Saturday there will be a hot dog eating competition which will be a first on the island. And it is not too late if you wanted to give it a go. Just (laughs) get in touch. The winning prize is an American-style hot dog barbecue for up to 200 people donated by Dave's Delicious Dogs. And how do people get involved? Will they just come up, turn up on the day? Yeah, we'd like people to register first. Um, They really need to be belonging to a club, an organisation or a group of some sort because we want people to come at 6 o'clock to the street food evening event. And in return, they could get a free barbecue for all their staff or organisation. On the Saturday evening, too, we do have street food entertainment, live music, beer and cider from the festival bar run by camera volunteers. And then following on into the next day, the Sunday highlights... Will be the Isle of Man Chef of the Year and Student Chef of the Year finals. And at 3 pm, Dot Tilbury will be hosting the Ready Steady Cook programme. It'll be a
1: laugh. <laughs> She's entertainment on her own, isn't she, Dot? We're very lucky to have her. Yeah,
6: so we've got Ladies and Pigs and Widow Twanky from the Panto, and they'll have great fun decorating and the ice, ice, icing cakes sponsored by Tailor Made Cakes. And the audience will be asked to show a red or a green card to indicate the winner. So it'll be good fun.
1: Yeah, a lot of fun, obviously. But it's for all the family, though, isn't it? It is,
6: yes. Lots and lots of things for the family to do. Um, Charlotte Mackey this year will be coordinating the Children's Marquee with support from the Children's Centre. And Robinson's um, will be helping, too. Children can roll up their sleeves and get stuck into a range of food-based activities using Manx Ingredients, of course. There'll be um, children's family activity quiz, find 12 gnomes planted around the festival grounds, and then farm and the festival, which is a really big part of the festival, I have to say, because lots of these young children don't know where the food comes from. So we're really glad that Sarah Cool from Alaman Creameries will be there with the milking cows, and Claire Lewis from Bellinorm Goats will be there with the... Uh, Goats yeah. for people to stroke.
1: Well, that's it. It's connecting the, the farm to the fork, isn't it? And and
6: people can ask questions. and. That's right, and then we've got the farmer's market there this year, and those ladies are so experienced with asking questions and answering all these yeah. things that uh, the public ask.
1: That was Audrey Fowler talking about the food and drink festival that's coming up.
0: Yes it's something that you see something different every year when we go there isn't it and new um, Manx initiatives in that area whether it be food or drink that are are servicing and it's the perfect place to promote it
1: this is it there's so many passionate people here on the Isle of Man wanting to get their business out there it's grown and grown beyond belief and there's so much to see and do this year I think it'll be a weekend not to be missed anyway
0: yeah some fabulous offers I suppose to be got as well so uh, get yourselves along to that
6: Manx Radio's Countryside is
0: brought to you by NFU Mutual. There we are, another Countryside done and dusted and uh, great to hear the enthusiastic uh, voice of Audrey Corrin there winning the best in show with a crab apple jelly and you can see a picture of that with the sun gleaming through it clear as a daylight isn't it it the,
1: must take some practice to get it absolutely perfect oh yes
0: thermometers and all sorts of temperatures involved in it you know I
1: hours think. of work
0: yeah yeah so that was a great show uh, congratulations st john's produce show there and also the the baskin sharks um, don't forget uh, if you want to uh, find out more about them just go to their website manx baskin manx shark watch.org or the facebook page as well and, of course, the Food and Drink Festival just around the corner.
1: Yes, it's going to be a busy weekend on the 16th and 17th, so get down to the Villa Gardens and it'll be a, a fab day out for all the family.
0: Yeah, we'll be there uh, trying to find out uh, what's been happening, what's new innovations people have thought about. Because some things you think, can't make that here in the Isle of Man or produce that, but they've managed to come up with it, don't they?
1: This is it, and there's plenty to do in the evenings as well, as music and entertainment and, and don't forget the hot dog eating competition as well.
0: Ooh. That's all for this week, though. We'll be back next week with more Countryside. So for me, Simon Clark, Kiri
1: And me, Kerry Kermode. We'll see you then. ta da Bye-bye. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join
6: the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds, and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shore.com. Terms and conditions apply.